there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who walk into a room and say, here I am. In other words, it's all about me, myself, and I. Their ego barely fits through the door. They're totally focused on themselves. And the second kind of person walks into a room and says, there you are. It's about everybody else. It's, it's about adding value to other people's lives. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy and sometimes a special guest will join in. Many of us wish we could change something about ourselves, but making new habits can be hard. Today, pastor and author Mark Batterson joins Pastor Daniel and Billy to talk about his new book, Win the Day. It's all about how doing one thing differently can shift the trajectory of everything. Changing your life starts with a single step. Now here's Pastor Daniel, Billy Hallowell, and their guest, Pastor Mark Batterson, with the Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. So much of leadership is keeping our perspective, right? I mean, that's, boy, that's half of the battle. It totally is. And in a lot of ways, I think that's the treasure of what your book, Win the Day, is. Because really, what it's a, it's a book about how do we keep the perspective day in and day out. Like that, that idea of like, how do we unlock the power of a 24-hour period, right? And so so talk a little bit about that because one of the things I love about the seven different habits, you've given them all like, like I, I brought up Kiss the Wave, you know, but all of them have these great little memorable, portable, kind of like you're like, what does that exactly mean when you read it, some of them? And I'm like, with the Kiss the Wave one, I'm like, ooh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I see what it is. Oh, I like this. So talk yeah. a little bit about like, what brought you to this? I mean, I'm sure it's coming out of your own life and the life of the people who you're walking through life with, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I'll use the third habit as an example, eat the frog. And that's one that it may be like, ah, oh, I think I've heard that before. It's actually a Mark Twainism. He said, if you ever have to eat a live frog, eat it first thing in the morning, because then you'll know that the hardest thing is behind you, which I think is absolutely hilarious because I can't imagine a scenario where you actually have to do that. But it's this idea of you have to start the day the right way. And so uh, I'll give an example. I really try to begin my day with my Bible reading plan. And I know there are some people who have actually gone to extreme measures and it's Bible before phone. In other words, you can't even check email or check social before you get into into your Bible, but whatever you need to do, I have a, a habit stack. Basically, I, I do a Bible reading plan, and I get my my office is right above our coffee house, so I get a small latte, two shots, and I, I drink my caffeine as I read my Bible. But by, by the way, the Holy Spirit plus caffeine equals awesome. I'm just going to put that out there. And, uh, <laughs> You're, you're Billy's like, amen. I'm the same way. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've, I'm 
when I read and I I check my phone first, I have coffee as I'm reading scripture every morning. Yeah, and it ha- and it helps me. It peps me up. So I'm, oh. I'm there with you. Yeah, it reads a lot better, doesn't it? It does. By it the does. Way, it's a lot clearer. Why, that's why I encourage coffee while listening to my messages. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want people dozing off during church, right? But you're engaging, <laughs> no. so you don't have you don't have that problem. That's right. <laughs> what are you what are you hoping like for you what is success with this book when somebody is done with it and I love asking authors that because I think everyone has a different idea but what is your big hope for the end yeah. result for a reader Oh I love that question um you know I, I think if people read the book and there's one habit that changes their trajectory that to me is is worth writing the book and I try to put enough stories and studies to help people kind of get their arms around what these habits are. But I also share a lot of personal experiences. You know, I had severe asthma for 40 years. Uh, My first memory is an asthma attack. And July 2nd, 2016, I pray a brave prayer and God heals my lungs I haven't touched an inhaler from that day to this day. There weren't 40 days and 40 years that I didn't take a rescue inhaler. I slept with it under my pillow. I played basketball with it in my sock. God heals my lungs. And I decided to run a marathon to celebrate it. Now, I didn't just go out and run a marathon. That's a good way to pull a hamstring. Uh, I downloaded a training plan and I did 72 training runs that covered 475 miles. And so what I want to do in the book is share stories like that, that maybe help people take a single step of faith towards physical health, spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, relational health. And I think If the book helps people identify even one high leverage habit and then put it into practice, oh man, it was worth the early mornings of me writing the book. Billy, I think the Lord wants you to run a marathon, buddy. I mean, I walked from upstairs down to the office today, and so that's a victory, right? I mean, that's kind of like number one of the 72 training activities. You kissed the frog this morning, man. You got down to the office. Billy, don't tell me it's a split level like one of those four stair deals, though. We're in a townhouse, so we've got like three levels. So technically, it was a couple of staircases, right? So you've got to give me a little. But I, I do actually have a Peloton, so I could train on that. Come on, fist bump. See, I got you have a Peloton hey, too. Billy, aren't you supposed to post a picture of you in the spandex? I, on the I will, ha- I will have to do that. Nobody will ever listen to the show again. But hey, hey, hey. hey, let's not take provocateur too far, guys. <laughs> this this show will end before it's you know really kicked up into high gear. So we're going to up the rating on this. This is going to be NT seventeen. <laughs> Billy's on the Peloton. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I think that's a good end. I mean, that's a good end goal. Those are those not not the Peloton, but the the book and what you're hoping for. Point about you. No, I had to clarify that because I'm like, no, I don't. Um, But you know, just like leaving, I think people are so desperate for what you just described, right? And I think people are looking for it. And I would imagine when you started writing this, was it before COVID? Like, when did you start diving into this project? It was. I wrote the first draft before COVID, and and I think. With everything that happened, it made me realize just how timely it was actually going to be. And uh, so I, I think 
like I said, it's back to basics. You just, you never outgrow that stuff. And, and I think that's an encouragement. Um, can I share one little, one little equation and the book unpacks it, but deliberate practice plus desirable difficulty equals durable learning. And it's a key piece in the book. You know, deliberate practice is this idea that comes from Anders Ericsson, the psychologist, that, you know, it's the 10,000 hour rule that if you want to be an expert at something, it takes 10,000 hours. But here's the interesting thing. It has to be at 70% maximal effort. In other words, if it doesn't disrupt homeostasis, you just maintain the status quo. So it's got to be desirable difficulty. In other words, JMD, just manageable difficulty is the technical term. If something's too easy, we get bored. If something's too hard, we give up. And so part of it is learning to set stretch goals and that's true physically, spiritually, you know, take fasting, for example, like don't go out and do a 40 day fast. If you've never done a, a, one a day 10 fast. day Daniel fast or a three day bone broth fast or a one day food fast, um, you, you've got to grow into these different habits and the net result is durable learning. We don't need to know more. We need to do more with what we know. Most people are educated way beyond the level of their obedience already. And so all of us know people who have been following Christ for 25 years, but they don't have 25 years of experience. They have one year of experience repeated 25 times. That is not durable learning. you know. And so I think it's, it's deliberate practice plus desirable difficulty that is going to produce that durable learning that I think produces mature disciples. That's really, really powerful. Now, can, can you break that down a little bit like for somebody? Because like right now, like I imagine there are people listening right now and like, okay, cool. Where should I apply that right now? You know, like, you know, and, and so, so maybe put that down into like, Hey, like maybe someone's marriage is struggling right now. And, and obviously like the, the divorce rates are starting to spike people, you know, people have been quarantined with their spouses and the, and, and if you're not working on your marriage you know, you're either getting busy living or you're getting busy dying with your marriage. Right. And so, yep. you know, like I know like for like my bride, Lynn and I, when we went into quarantine, we have a great marriage, but, but as we were in quarantine, we we're like, man, we need to grow in our marriage. And so we, we, we established marriage night, you know, where, where we have the kids, the kids take care of themselves. We give them pizza or whatever. And me and Lynn, like we've been watching, you know, different, uh, you know, teachings on it, but reading books together, just kind of, you know, bringing the stuff out and working through it. And it's this idea that like, you know, Hey, like we, we need to grow. We want to grow. We're, we're going to spend our whole lives together. We might as well have a blast all the way to work out all the garbage, you know what I mean? And it's been a really beautiful time, but like talk to talk about that. Cause for a lot of times people, like when you're talking about, Hey, this is really gets us, you know, that durable learning and, and the right steps, but people are like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Well, I think you just gave a great kind of exhibit a Daniel. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example. You know, Gary Smalley used to say that every marriage is about, 80% good, 20% bad. The difference between a happy marriage and an unhappy ma marriage is whether you're focused on the 80% or 20%. So that doesn't mean that we ignore the 20%. We got to go to work on it. But here, here's a habit. Think about something that you appreciate about your spouse every single day. And it can't be the same thing twice. In other words, you have to nuance it a little differently. I mean, in Judaism, you had to pronounce 100 blessings a day. 
So these are very nuanced gratitudes, if you will. Well, apply that to marriage um, and, and then find a way to communicate that or set up a regular check-in. Hey, after dinner, we're going we're gonna to put it on the clock for 15 minutes and it's our time to catch up on the day and to speak into each other's lives or read five love languages together. And we're going to figure out how to express our love to each other, you know, become a student of your spouse. And so it's taking this desire for a stronger marriage, which those of us who are married, all of us have it, and and then boiling it down to maybe one thing that you can do regularly that would uh, help you grow in that relationship. I love that. How did you get so wise? That's my, you know, another he question. He read all those books really. behind this, him, right? I mean, those 3,000 books really must have done wonders. Uh, I, Billy, I don't, <laughs> that, that's, you just stumped me on a question. Very, <laughs> very often is a preacher left speechless because I feel like there really is no way for me to answer that question. It's like, let me tell you how I became humble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, what I love about you and the way that you approach things, and I've noticed this in the interviews we've done over the years, is that you, it's very practical, um, but but it goes very deep, right? Which is a rare thing. Like you're speaking to everybody, you're doing it in a way that resonates, but but it's very deep, important things that I think the busyness of life causes us to sometimes skip over or forget or ignore. And that's what makes it so important. So I appreciate what you do and what you have to say. And I'm excited to see how this book really helps transform people, especially in the time that we're in right now. Well, I appreciate that. And to to maybe answer that question in one way, I would give a shout out to my spiritual father, 78 years old, and someone that has spoken into my life so consistently over the years like you're going to become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm. Well, guess what? You ought to choose those five people pretty carefully. And one of them ought to be really old. They ought to be someone who has been there and done that, who has weathered kind of the wear and tear of life and lived to smile about it. And uh, so on that note, I'll give you one example. And this could be even a habit for leaders before you walk into a meeting, before you walk into your office, before you walk into the auditorium. Here's a thought. This is what I picked up from my, my spiritual father. He said, there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who walk into a room and say, here I am. In other words, it's all about me, myself, and I. Their ego barely fits through the door. They're totally focused on themselves. And the second kind of person walks into a room and says, there you are. It's about everybody else. It's, it's about adding value to other people's lives. That may sound like a simple thing, but when I walk into even a recording like this, I'm like, I look at the two of you and I'm thinking, there you are. It's, it's this idea that the image of God in me greets the image of God in you, and I hold you in, in high esteem. Every person is my superior in some way, and that I learn of them. I think that was Ralph Waldo Emerson, if I'm not mistaken. So it's about mindset. It's about heart set, if you will. And uh, 
So for what it's worth, there you go. No, that was great. That was actually a great answer. That was a really good answer. Thank you. It was very, really, it was very wise. It was a very wise again, proving my point. (laughs) And it's, it's a wonder you're not thinking, what have I gotten myself into? I mean, that's great that you came in here and you were, and you were thinking, you know, wow, these two guys are, you know, my superior. I mean, that's great. Well, I mean, you are a provocateur. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna get my money's worth out of that. You have you're, to, you're gonna you roll have that to. out on Christmas, you know what I mean? Be like, you know, Jesus, you know, the eternal provocateur. You know? Yes, I love it. <laughs> so so listen, we're gonna be closing this time together out in just a few moments. But one of the things that you said that was very provocative in the book, uh, where you said you don't find time, you make the time. You know, and so, and of course, our Bible said that we should re- be redeeming the time. So so talk about what you mean by that. Maybe just give a couple of tips, like, hey. Like here's how you here's how you make the the time to get the right things done. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the most important decisions you make every day is what time you set your alarm clock for. And I realize there are larks and there are owls, there are morning people and night people, and so I would double it up and say that what time you go to sleep would probably be second in importance behind when you set your alarm. Cause you can't just get four hours of sleep and think that you're going to be at the top of your game. Cause you won't be, we have more time than what we think. The average person spends 142 minutes on social media every day. That represents 15% of our waking hours. Well, Can you stop convicting me, please, right now? Because this has really been a lot to handle the last few moments. But Billy, I'm trusting that that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, listen, the reason why I read 3,000 books is because there wasn't social media back when I was getting started. Um, I was spending that two hours and 22 minutes reading everything I could get my hands on. And so a practical example would be put a bathroom, uh, put a book in your bathroom. And you'll, you'll read a book a month. In fact, I bet there are some people who have more potential than that. <laughs> <laughs> could be a couple books a month. You never know. It could be. It could be. I don't know. It might. You might even get through uh, <laughs> Carl Barth's dog's mat, dog mat. I don't know. I don't know. Just put all, all the volumes in the bathroom. It's a big, it's like the whole wall of the dogmatics. And someone's just like. They'd be not. Hey, what are you doing, Dad? Oh, not the shoes in the restroom. I am getting a vision right now <laughs> of a bathroom library or a library bathroom. I'm not sure exactly what to call it, but we better just leave it at that, guys. <laughs> is, I, that's actually a great idea, though. I mean, I I think it's wonderful. There you go. But really, like what, but what you're saying is that you know you can choose to to trade in something. That you're that you're using your time on for something even better, right? Yeah, and and that's absolutely the truth. You, if if you want to write a book, you have to give yourself a deadline. Then you have to reverse engineer. Let's say it's fifty thousand words, which would be ballpark for a nonfiction book. You have to do the math, and uh, let's say you can pull off five hundred words a day. Okay then a hundred days, but give yourself weekends off. And so now we're looking at, um, well, now I can't figure it out because I made it too complicated (laughs) for myself, but you get the idea. You set the goal, you reverse engineer it, and then you go at it one day at a time. And, and, you know, 
The, the key to the entire book, guys, is this question that I ask in the opening chapter. Can you do it for a day? Anybody can do anything for a day. Don't get worried about next week or next month or next year. It's about doing it today. And then if you do it tomorrow, now you've got a winning streak. The, the key is that daily discipline to put together a few days to get the winning streak going. And before you know it, uh, you'll be a lot closer to some of those goals that you're going after. I love it. So listen, everybody, it's been great having Mark Batterson on the Crazy Happy Podcast. Don't forget, go on out, get win the day. You're going to be stoked that you did. Listen, there is so much. I mean, like you just over, you know, a 30, 40 minute conversation, you know, Mark's just been just dropping just truth bombs all over the place. I can't wait to go back and, and listen to this and, and be able to scribble down notes and, and think through some of the things. And so get yourself a copy of win the day, Mark, if people want to find you on uh, social media, you know, not that you're doing it, but they're doing it. And, and, and they want, they want to upgrade their social media game. Like where can people find you online? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. If folks go to markbatterson.com. Uh, I might throw out that we have a nice little value add to the book, Seven Steps to Setting Life Goals. And then I share a hundred of my life goals. And one reason why I do that is because I think it helps people kind of get in the mode of figuring out sort of, hey, what, what am I dreaming for? What am I hoping for? And faith is being sure of what we hope for, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And so I think goal setting is a part of it. You won't, you won't accomplish 100% of the goals that you don't set. And so uh, folks can get that at markbatterson.com. And, and then I'm on all the social channels at, at Mark Batterson as well. So good. Well, listen, everybody, on behalf of Billy Hallowell, myself, Daniel Fusco, thank you for joining us today on the Crazy Happy Podcast. Listen, all we want you to do is what you've heard just go and sprinkle a little crazy happiness around everyone you meet. It's an opportunity. And as Mark has taught us, is encouraging us, listen, we, we need to make sure that we, that we make the time to win the day and we string enough good days together before you know, we'll be like, man, how did I even get here? And that's exactly what we believe God wants for your life. So listen, on behalf of all of us, we love you. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing day. Jesus is We all have the same number of hours and minutes in our day, but where does it all go? In this edition of Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel and Billy wrapped up their conversation with Mark Batterson by talking about how you spend your time. Mark shared that you have more time than you realize and to be aware of how you're spending it. He encouraged you to be intentional about where you want your time to go to make a plan and take practical steps to use your time to meet your goals. While our time with you on Jesus is Real Radio may be coming to an end, you don't have to stop learning from God. Visit JesusIsRealRadio.com to dive into Pastor Daniel's teachings from the Bible. And be sure to tune in Monday through Thursday for our weekday edition of Jesus is Real. We'd love to meet you too. Find out more about how you can join us at Crossroads Community Church when you visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Join us next Friday when Pastor Daniel and Billy Hallowell talk more about how to be more effective and live out a crazy happy life that God wants you to have. You'll be reminded that true happiness doesn't always come in the ways you expect. 
God has surprising and sometimes crazy ways of filling your life with joy, peace, and hope. Well, that's all the time we have for this special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Howell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today and be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.